welcome to Richa Chats, a weekly podcast where I share stories and information from books, people, and resources we can all learn from, and hopefully leave feeling a little better. So today's episode is a continuation of last week's topic, which is all about a few forms of negative thinking that a lot of people do. Last week, we talked about three forms of cognitive distortions, which were all or nothing thinking, emotional reasoning, and mental filtering. I gave some examples of them, and today we'll talk about a few more. I heard about how some of you guys um, really related to the thought patterns we talked about last week. And by the way, I love hearing from you all. And maybe after listening to today's episode, you might also be able to connect with some of the negative thought patterns we'll talk about today. Again, all of the cognitive distortions I'll be talking about today come from the Feeling Good Handbook by Dr. David Burns. As I've mentioned before, I've noticed that understanding different forms of cognitive distortions can help me understand some of the ways the mind can push me into a negative spiral. And they're important to recognize because they might let us know that the way we're thinking isn't the most accurate or sole representation of reality. So without further ado, let's get started. So when I was younger, one day a bird flew into my parents' house. And now's a good point in the story for me to mention that I'm afraid of birds. Not all birds, but mostly the very bold birds, like ducks and pigeons. I'll get into the story of why I'm afraid of them another time, but basically, when I was younger, a pigeon came into our house. I guess my father had left a door open and the bird had welcomed itself in. Now, I was upstairs in my room, and I came to know about this because I heard my mom run up the stairs and then yell downstairs to my dad that, it's in the kitchen, it's in the kitchen. Now, I should mention that I also have a younger brother, and I don't know what he was up to, but for the sake of this story, we'll say that he was in the bathroom taking care of important business. He doesn't listen to this podcast, so we can say that. Anyways, I open the door and I hear my mom telling him it's in the kitchen and then I hear my dad downstairs giving someone a lecture. He was like, no, no, don't go inside, don't go there, don't do that. And in my mind, I thought to myself, who could he be saying this to? I come out and my mom, who by the way, cannot see any of this from where she is, tells my dad, Pick it up and take it outside. You should carry it. Don't assume it'll leave on its own. Now, I'm afraid of birds, so I wasn't about to go down there. So I joined my mom in listing off things that my dad should do too, knowing good and well that I wouldn't do any of it. I think I told him to place food along the line that leads the bird out and things like that. Apparently, the bird flew around the kitchen and had a nice little time observing the area that my mom keeps pristine clean, and eventually my dad managed to carry it back outside. However, the added messages my mom and I kept giving him about what he should do offered little to no help. Perhaps they served as background noise, if even that. 
and my dad's lecture to the bird about how it should behave also did very little to curb the bird's interest in exploring our kitchen. This brings me to the first cognitive distortion we'll talk about today, which is in the form of should statements. Should statements are things you say about the way something should be or the way one expects things to be. In the example I gave, my dad expected the bird to act in accordance to his demands and my mom and I gave my dad a list of shoulds as well. And while it didn't solve the problem, we thought that giving a bunch of should statements would help dictate one's behavior. That's exactly what happens with this form of thinking. In fact, according to the author, many people try and motivate themselves by creating a list of things they should do and shouldn't do. But many times, this form of thinking leads to anger and frustration. I have to remind myself of this from time to time, and maybe you'll catch this from earlier episodes too. Instead of saying should, I now pause and say could. So... Instead of, I should do this, I say, I could do that. So it feels like I'm giving myself options instead of ultimatums. So that's should statements. I'll move on to the next cognitive distortion. And for this one, I'm a bit hesitant to share this next story because in the previous episodes, I went at nauseam talking about cooking and how I've recently fallen in love with cooking and that I love to bake new things and blah, blah, blah. Like, I went on and on and what I'm about to say might make one question how good I actually am at cooking, but... You know what? I started this podcast because I wanted to be genuine, so here it goes. <laughs> so I don't actually own a proper knife. Like, I have knives, like um, the one that's supposed to cut fruit and also butter knives, but I don't have those big knives. I don't know what their names are, but you know those knives that you put in that thingy and people have it sitting on their countertops? Yeah, I don't, I don't have that. I don't have those knives, nor that knives holder thingy. And I was talking to my mom a little while ago, and she was like, you know, you might want to get it. And I told her, mom, you have a point, but I'm really afraid that if I did get it, I might be holding one of the knives one day, and I, it might slip out of my hand, and it might like hurt my other hand, or when I'm chopping things really fast with a lot of force, like what if I chop off my fingertips? And my mom knows me best, so she realized that it could happen. And so I have no immediate plans of getting a good knife. This is an example of another cognitive distortion, and it's called jumping to conclusions. And as the name implies, it means predicting a negative outcome even before it happens. So my knife story is one example. But another could be thinking that you'll do poorly on an interview or fail a test and so on. And there's also one more way one can jump to conclusions and it relates to interpersonal dynamics. For example, if one has a conversation with someone and they don't see certain nonverbal cues, one might jump to a conclusion that someone doesn't like them. There's an Oprah episode that I really like where Brene Brown talks about this. 
She talks about the stories we tell ourselves and gives a hypothetical situation about how she and Oprah could be chatting and then they both get up to leave. And when Brene Brown says thanks, Oprah might not give her the exact response she was expecting. And that might lead Brene Brown down a negative spiral and to thoughts like, I knew she didn't like me, I shouldn't do big things, and so on. Okay, I'll share one more cognitive distortion, and that's overgeneralization. And that's taking a single negative event and seeing it as a never-ending pattern. So in the earlier examples I gave, if you feel like you didn't do as well as you had hoped on your test, overgeneralization would be thinking that you always fail. Or if an interview didn't go well, um, it would be thinking that you'll never get a good job. Usually overgeneralizations involve using words like always or never. So in today's episode, I've shared three more cognitive distortions with you. And uh, let me know if any of these apply to you. And with that, I'll bring today's episode to a close. There are still a few more cognitive distortions that are left, and I'll finish them up in the episode next week. If you liked this episode and what we talked about, share it with a friend or talk to them about what resonated with you in today's episode. Also, if you have a topic you'd like to have discussed, send me a voice message through the link below. I'm here to listen. You can also send me a message on Instagram, and I'll leave a link to both below. I'm looking forward to chatting with you all on next week's episode about the other types of cognitive distortions. Until then, take care, and I'll see you next time on Richa Chats. <music>